Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is how egos survive. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. Today, I want to talk about my new book, which is called Contemporary Contemplation. And I want to convince you during today's program, I want to convince you that that's something that you need to be doing. That's right. It's called contemplation. Now, a lot of people don't know what it is. A lot of people have a wrong idea of what it is. A lot of people know what it is, but making it happen in their life is something else. Why do you need contemporary contemplation? Well, let's put it this way. You need to experience God. And if you don't, then you're basically just a lone ego struggling in the world and trying to make things happen and worrying about what's happening and anxious about what's going to happen and thinking about the past, reliving the past and reliving all your failures and your few moments of greatness for again and again and again. So the ego lives in the past and the future. That's right. The ego lives in the past and the future. The past, thinking of what they did to you and what they said to you and how you messed up this chance and how this went wrong and how this didn't happen. And then a few moments of supposed glory where you, where you told somebody off or something. And the ego just keeps thinking about those over and over again. And the worst, of course, is, is when you resent somebody, which that's what egos do. See, egos survive by what's called love and hate. They hate, and then they look for something that makes them feel good. So egos live in the past and future with feelings of love and hate and oscillating between pain and pleasure. Isn't that the story of your life? Pain and pleasure, love and hate. Love always turns to hate, doesn't it? Have you ever wondered why does love always turn to hate? Well... It's because it wasn't really love in the first place. It was an ego brand of love. But more about that later. So I said the ego lives in the past, but then it also lives in the future. But it's not a real life because there's only the present moment. But the ego in its mind lives in the future. It thinks about this and thinks about that and it worries about this and it's afraid of that and it's anxious about this and it's nervous about that. And then the ego plans and schemes to try to make things happen, to try to reach goals and be successful and get accolades and get rid of their pain and all that kind of stuff. So one person said, I heard this the other day on the radio. I thought it was quite clever. He said that people who are depressed spend too much time in the past and people who are anxious spend too much time in the future. But as we know, you can only live in the present it's only in the present that you are actually alive. The past are simply impressions that were made upon you, and the future are simply constructs, made-up constructs in the mind. So the present, so you want to live in the present, but most people don't want to live in the present. Do you know why? Because if you were to live in the present, then what would happen? Have you ever had a day where it was like a Sunday afternoon and it was raining 
And of course, nowadays people have the iPhone, so they reach for their iPhone or their Android. Whenever there's a moment when nothing is going on, they reach for the iPhone and they start texting or scrolling or shopping or something. But just imagine that you didn't have an iPhone. Imagine that you're sitting there on a Sunday afternoon with nothing to do. And you look out the window and it's raining. And you're just sitting there with nothing to do. What's going to happen? You're going to start to feel antsy. You're going to start to feel like uneasy. And why is that? Because reality is dawning upon you. Reality is dawning upon you. And if you sit there long enough, if you could grit your teeth, and if you could grab a hold of the chair arms, clinging to and squeezing the chair arms, and grit your teeth, and then you start to sweat big drops of perspiration, and you sit there, it's like somebody is uh, making some screeching noise, and it's the present. Oh, my God. It's the present. But you know what? If you could bear that, then you might begin to realize something. You realize that you exist. You realize that the past is past and the future is nothing. And you realize that something's wrong. There it is. You realize that something's wrong. You have a lot of hate in you. That's right. You hated your mom. You hated your dad. You hated your brother who pushed you around and your sister who always teased you and was smarter than you. And you hated the other kids and you hated your boyfriend who cheated on you. And you hated your dad because he wasn't there for you. You hate, hate the people at work because of what they do. They do this or they do that and you resent them. If you don't like the word hate, you say, okay, how about resent? You resent them and judge them. You judge men, every man you look at. You look at him, and if he's a little bit like your boyfriend or your dad, then you secretly resent him and judge him. You begin to realize that, that you're full of hate. You realize that your life is going nowhere. You realize that life is supposed to have some kind of meaning and purpose, and yours doesn't. And you realize that all your plans and schemes have brought you to nothing. And you sit there, and you realize the truth. That's right. But you know what? If you could just bear that and not resent it, see, resent everything. So when the truth dawns, you resent it. You don't want to see it. As we enter a new year, 2022, many of us would like renewal of our mind and spirit. To handle what comes your way in the new year, with poise and confidence, keep listening to Shedding Shackles. So now, I'm going to say it again. If you could sit in the present moment and sweat drops of perspiration and grit your teeth and bear sitting in reality and don't resent it, now that's it. Don't resent it. If you don't resent it, then something wonderful would happen. You would begin to be penetrated by the truth. And what would the truth make you feel? It would make you feel bad. Now, I know a lot of you are saying, I don't want to feel bad. I want to feel bad. I want to feel good. 
Now, wait a minute. You're feeling bad. Let's say you did somebody wrong. And then you realize that you did them wrong and you felt bad. And you went to them and say, hey, I did you wrong. I'm sorry. And they say, that's all right. And then you're friends again. So it's beautiful. So there's a certain kind of feeling bad when the truth begins to dawn. And then the dawning truth penetrates. And you realize the truth. And you see it. And you don't resent it. And you know what? You change. You change. Now you have a new attitude. You're willing to admit the truth. You're willing to see the truth. And the truth penetrates. And it brings light into your life. And it brings truth. And it brings love. But love at first doesn't feel good. You know why? Because God's love is so, so warm and so good that it makes you feel bad because you see yourself in contrast to that love. But if you could just bear it, bear it, then you would be on your way back to being a, a real human being again. But you see what happens is that you surround yourself with so much activity and you reach for your iPhone every second. And when you're not reaching for your iPhone, then you're living in the past, reliving the past, or planning and scheming and worrying about the future. Do you understand? So you have to learn not to escape. Right now you're an escape artist. Escape, escape, escape. And then, of course, there's drugs, there's marijuana, there's alcohol. You escape into feelings. When pleasure is not there, then you escape into pain. So you have to find a way not to escape into anything. And just be there. Just be there. Experience reality. And that is where God is. God is in reality. He's not in the past. He's not in the future. He's not in images. He's in reality. And you experience him like you experience the sunlight. The sun is coming up in the morning. And you begin to see a little bit of light over the horizon. And then more light and more light and more light. And suddenly there's the glorious sun. And then warmth. Warmth and light. That's what you need. Warmth and light from your creator. And you experience that in the present. Now do you understand what contemplation is? Now do you understand what contemplative prayer, that's what they call it, contemplative prayer, contemplation. And of course, I use a simple generic term. I just call it meditation. And what do I mean? I mean sitting still. Sit still and uh, look at the little pixels of light on the inside of your eyelids. When your eyes are closed, it's like your, your forehead has little patterns of light on it, delicate patterns of light. And you sit there and you watch those. And you become aware of your hand. Feel your hand tingle a little bit. Be aware of your hand. Look at the light with your eyes closed on the inside of your eyelids. And you're experiencing the present moment. And because you're looking at the light on the inside of your eyelids, you're not lost in the past. You're not lost in the future. You're in the present. It's beautiful. And if you can do that, you will find God. He's always there. But you've tried to escape from him. If you stop escaping from him, there he is. And that's the beginning of your new life, the beginning of true purpose, the beginning of joy. Then you see the past in the light of the present moment. And you see that things really aren't all that dark, all that bad. You see that God forgives you. 
and suddenly you realize that the future is not hopeless anymore. Everything is restored. God restores it. All you have to do is sit still for him. What did he say? What did God say through his prophet? He said, be still and know that I am God. Now you can listen to the meditation on your phone when you're away from home or on the go. Call the listener call-in line at 510-455-8851 and at the main menu press 1. That's 510-455-8851. Hi, this is Roland. I want to tell you about a new book I just wrote. I'm real happy about it. It's called Contemporary Contemplation with Reflections on Miguel de Molinos. Miguel de Molinos was a mystic, a Christian mystic, who wrote about 300 years ago, and he is much beloved and appreciated. Miguel Molinos talks about contemplation. What is that? Well, Nowadays, you hear a lot about meditation. You hear people talk about mindfulness and meditation and so on and so forth. And you see magazines devoted to mindfulness and meditation and all that kind of stuff. But there's something missing. There's something missing. And what is missing? You want to know the truth? It's God who's missing. You got to find God. It was St. Augustine who said, love God and do what you will. So... If you want things to work out in your life, there's one simple way for that to happen. You gotta find God, get him involved. You gotta find God. And a proper meditation, if you wanna call it that, we could call it contemplation. We could call it contemplative prayer. Call it what you will, but it has to be simple and it has to be from God and it has to be to God. From my lips, to thy ear or from thy lips to my ear it's got to be very very intimate and very personal and there can't be the hand of man in it there can't be anything weird or far out or esoteric or ritualistic or anything in it it has to be pure i'll give you a little story and it'll explain it all a little parable for you right here a little child came to his mommy, and he had a handful of dandelions. And the mommy took the dandelions. She was very happy. And then someone else said, Oh, you have a bouquet of dandelions. And the mom said, From my husband, a dozen red roses. But from my little child, a handful of dandelions will do. So the meditation, whatever you want to call it, has got to be a handful of dandelions because it has love in it, it has innocence in it, it has simplicity in it, and God will appreciate those dandelions, and he will give you back something very, very wonderful. He will give you back his love, and he will shine his light upon your life, and your life will become beautiful. Now, these words are not just mere words, but you have to experience it. It's not enough just to read a book or listen to somebody 
or go to a seminar or go to a retreat. It's not enough. You have to go in your room. What did Christ say? Go in your closet. He, he meant room. Go in your room, close the door. And then what did God say? God said, be still and know that I am God. And so therefore, in this new book, that's what I talk about. I talk about what Murlinos found. I talk about contemplation. I talk about how to do it. Remember, it has to be simple. How to do it. It's very beautiful. Now, I want to read you something that Molino said, which I think is very nice. If I can find it here. Yes, here it is. He's talking about the throne of quiet. When the soul finds God, the soul has found the throne of quiet. And he says, the valley is darkened with dark clouds, fierce tempests, thunder, lightning, and hailstones. But at the same time, the lofty mountain glitters by the bright beams of the sun in quietness and serenity, continuing clear like heaven, immovable and full of light. The same thing happens to the blessed soul. The valley of the part below is suffering tribulation, combats, darkness, desolations, torments, and suggestions. But at the same time, on the lofty mountain of the higher part of the soul, the true sun casts its beams. It inflames and enlightens it, and so it becomes clear, peaceable, resplendent, quiet, serene, since it is an ocean of joy. Since it is but an ocean of joy. That's what the soul becomes when the soul finds God. So, I'd like you to get the book. You know it's at Amazon now, and I've set the price very low. It's only $2.98 or $2.95. And it's a very easy read in uh, the Kindle edition, please. Or you can get it from me, a PDF. If you want a PDF, just send me an email, roland at sheddingshackles.com, and say I'd like to have a PDF of the book. And then you can send a little donation. Go to the website, make a little donation of any amount, a buck or two, if that's what you want. And I'll send it to you. The book is called Contemporary Contemplation with Reflections on Miguel de Molinos. I think uh, what Miguel Molinos had to say some 300 years ago is uh, something that could be of great value to you. Because take a look now at the newspapers. Every day when I, in the morning, I usually, here's what I do. I get up early, very early, and I go get a cup of coffee somewhere, and then I sit quietly and do a little reading, a little realizing, and I go for a walk. And I will often stop into the store to get an item or two. But every morning when I go in the store, I take a moment to look at the headlines on the newspapers. They have several newspapers there. And when I see what's on the newspaper these days on the, head, in, on the front page, what do I see? 
I see lies, 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 lies. I see a narrative. I see propaganda. I see lies. Nothing but lies. Now, I kind of feel sorry for the American people because people who lived under tyranny, like people who lived in the former Soviet Union, for example, they knew that everything was lies. Lies, 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 lies. And they became very cynical in their jokes that they would make often, I understand, revolved around, uh, you know, the lies that were put out by the government, by propaganda, and they were they made jokes about it. But they could see what was true, and they saw that everything was a lie, that they were being fed. But the American people, in many respects, are naive. I don't know why that is, but uh, we're sort of naive, many of us. And I think people are starting to wake up a little bit, but we're very naive, and we get lies, 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 lies. So, you know, I remember a few months ago, I had an opportunity to meet a lady who, who is a helper, a very simple lady. She helps uh, some elderly people. She drives them to their appointments and things like that. And so to all the world, she's kind of a, just a little, a very little, simple, humble person. But you know what? She was very wise. And we talked about things. And I could see there was a meeting of the minds. But she said to me, she said, I have eyes, I have a brain, I can add two plus two, I see what's going on, and I'm not fooled. Very wise lady. She said, I have eyes, I have a brain, I can think, and I see what's going on, and I'm not fooled. You have to see clearly what's going on. Now, if you're lost in the past and lost in the future, you're not going to see clearly. And the other thing, if you're resentful and unhappy about the past, and you're thinking of the future with anxiety and nervousness and fear, then your thought processes are clouded by emotion and influenced by emotion. And then that makes it even harder to see clearly. So you have to be in the present, sitting quietly, and see reality. And so this nice man 300 years ago tried to show us. He tried to tell us what would happen if we were able to sit quietly. And what he tried to say is that if you sat quietly, you just might encounter your creator. And that would be a beautiful thing if you did, because then you would have his light and his truth, and you would see in his light. And not only that, but his light would make things clear and take away fear. And then you'd be able to think rationally and reasonably and calmly. I recently made one of my um, moments, my Shedding Shackles moments, which are very nice. They're little 60-second bites, always, uh, usually with a quotation of some sort and a little thought. But I was mentioning that at the beginning of World War II in 1939, the British government came up with a slogan. They coined the slogan, and it was, Stay calm and carry on. Stay calm and carry on. Isn't that what we need? Stay calm and carry on. That's what your kids need to see in you. That's what your spouse needs to see. 
And that's where you need to stay calm and carry on. So how do you stay calm? Well, you need to learn how to be calm. Now, if there's anything that we note about uh, people who we say are enlightened, people who were what are often called mystics, let's name a few, shall we? How about, um, well, we'll start with Miguel Molinos. And how about Teresa of Avila, St. John of the Cross? How about Brother Lawrence? How about Thomas Akempis? How about Francis de Sales? Or maybe we could add Mahatma Gandhi. That's right. We have these types of people. And what do they have in common? Well, one thing they have in common is that they're calm. They're calm. Or St. Francis, a lot of you, you know St. Francis. Calm. Did you have a really good grandpa or grandma? And what did they have in common? Or someone that was, that had love for you. They were calm. Isn't that what you need? I recently uh, was talking with a young lady. And she was saying, we were talking about someone else. And I said, and she said, oh, I know her. And she said, she used to hang around with the crowd and I didn't like them because it was too much drama. But I found out that she's super nice. But too much drama. See, what's the problem with groups of kids? Too much drama. What's the trouble with a lot of families? Too much drama. You don't need drama. You need calmness. Now, where did these saints, where did they get their calmness? They got it from God. He is calm. He is calm. Find him. Live in his light and become calm yourself. And then when you're calm, what will you find? You will find patience. And what do your children need? What do the people around you need? What does your partner need? Patience. See how simple it is? It's so beautiful. God makes it simple because it's for everybody, not just for the lofty, so quote-unquote lofty. It's for everybody. So learn to sit still. And of course, I have my little meditation. And I and all you have to do is practice it a little bit. And, and if you're ready, it'll work for you. And if it doesn't work, then just have it downloaded and then wait. And then maybe one day it will work for you. But when it does, it's beautiful. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Now you can listen to the meditation on your phone when you're away from home or on the go. Call the listener call-in line at 510-455-8851 and at the main menu, press 1. That's 510-455-8851. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. 
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.